2: howdy, howdy. Here we are. Almost Friday. It is Thursday. Good morning. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Let's call it 608 right now. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top story shooting when it's supposed to be a celebration. Kansas City, a parade for the Super Bowl and the champions two years in a row. All that came to a uh, an end and not, not a happy one. As um, one woman was shot and killed, 22 injured. And apparently the woman who was shot turns out that she is a radio disc jockey, or was, and also a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, at least 22 others injured. And a uh, Facebook post says, KKFI Community Radio Station said DJ Lisa Lopez Galvin's life was taken by a senseless act. Sincere sadness, and extremely heavy and broken heart. Do we let our community know that KKFI DJ Lisa Lopez, host of Taste of Tejano, lost uh, her life today during the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs rally? So sad. Hearts and uh, yeah. uh, prayers. Go out. Encourage anyone. Uh, contact law enforcement if they... They saw anything. She's a mother too. two, mm-hmm. um, confirmed killed in the shooting at the end of the parade at Kansas City's Union Station. Authorities held a news brief where they confirmed one person had died. Uh, didn't mention her at that time uh, by name, but apparently she died during surgery at a hospital from a gunshot wound to her abdomen. And uh, apparently she had a lot of uh, friends, a lot of followers. Yeah. And... Um, She was in her mid-40s, lived with her husband and two children in a suburb, Shawnee. A personal Facebook page includes multiple posts, images supporting the Chiefs. Other victims of the shooting have not been named. Gunfire erupted around 2 p.m. near the Union Station parking garage. More than 800 police officers were in the area. Of the 22 victims, 11 were children and are expected to recover. At least one weapon was also recovered by police. And I, as far as I know, and we'll have to keep seeing what kind of updates we get. But they haven't named the actual weapon that they recovered. Is no. that is that right?
3: I've not seen it yet. No. Okay. Of course, no, that doesn't keep the politicians on the left from you know
2: immediately going after guns. Well, yeah, of, of course so, they're going to do yeah. that. And this is obviously, I would think, the work of. Um, you know, some folks that are tw- twisted up and mm-hmm. mental illness has got to play a, a role in that. And, oh, yeah. And also the uh, the size of the get-together would tell you that, you know, for someone with a twisted mind who mm-hmm. they think it's a video game, and they're scoring points or whatever, this would be, um, you know, a large group of people gathered in one place. are like, well, poor. I hate to say it, but like sitting ducks. So you got that. Yeah, and then you have the, the political fallout. MSNBC contributor Claire McCaskill said Wednesday that the shooting during the Chiefs championship parade was another sad, sad chapter in America's love affair with military-style long weapons.
3: Does but she know something that hasn't been?
2: That's what I was going to ask. I so, mean,
3: yeah, she's an idiot. She's I, former Missouri uh, congresswoman, politician. yeah congresswoman. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, she said, this is a wonderful community. There are about a million-plus people there today loving on each other, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, everybody agrees. It's awful. It's heartbreaking. It's terrible. And you want to find out what the motive was. You want to find out, you know, the person or people involved. And uh, you want to make sure, you know, justice is served, et cetera. But I mean, what can you do when you have that many people together? That, that's you know it's a possible dangerous scenario and and I'm not trying to diminish this at all I'm just if there wasn't the political angle yeah to try to disarm uh, Americans this this constant creeping of the left mm-hmm. it, if that wasn't a major agenda you would still of course the story is a headline type story but I wonder if anybody got in a wreck on the way to that um, parade, that get together, right? A- and maybe died, or mm-hmm. on the way home, would not be any kind of a
3: political story then,
2: right? Yeah. So there's no, you know, agenda to promote or push. Mm-hmm. We get it. Uh, if a bad person wants to do bad, they'll find a way to hurt other people, right? Whether it's a gun, or a car, or a baseball bat. Or some blunt instrument, or a poison, or acid. I mean, so you had the police chief
3: there. I guess he was the chief immediately making some comments about you know these kinds of events are are you know easy targets. And when are we going to do something about it? You've got the president. You know
2: what are we waiting for? It's just all about gun control for them. And um, I also have to say, you know, there was some stuff coming out that had to do with russia and and uh, and then all of a sudden you have this mass shooting and all the other stuff mm-hmm. goes off the headlines as oh, they do yeah. wall-to-wall coverage right i mean they all do it fox news did it wall-to-wall coverage i get it that people want to know about some major event uh, like that but really i mean wall-to-wall coverage there's nothing else in the world that's important or we're talking about. And I hope that doesn't come off as being cold or callous, but, you know, you can report on it until the cows come home, and it's mm-hmm. not going to change, unfortunately, the outcome. So what are some of the other things? <laughs> Russian President Putin said President Joe Biden would be better for Russia than Donald Trump. Hmm. Calling him old school and predictable, Putin expressed his huh. feelings about Biden during an interview uh, with uh, uh, a broadcaster. Not this wasn't any part of the uh, of the Tucker thing or anything. Uh, Biden is more experienced, predictable person. He's a politician of the old school, but we will work with any leader of the United States who is trusted by the American people. Putin ordered the invasion of neighbor country Ukraine during Biden's presidency. During the same interview, Putin also said he believes reports of Biden's cognitive decline to be overdone. When I met with Biden in Switzerland, it was indeed a few years ago, three years. Even then, there were talks about him being incompetent. I saw nothing of the sort. Yes, he glanced at his notes. Honestly, I glanced at mine, too. There's nothing to it. Putin said... He had less to fear about Biden's health than with Washington's position on Russia, which he called extremely harmful and erroneous. Hmm. Interesting. The White House responded to Putin's comments on Wednesday, urging him to stay away. Mr. Putin should stay out of America's elections, uh, said White House spokesperson Andrew Bates. Critics of former President Trump long accused him of being a Russian asset or Putin's puppet. Oh, man. Due to his willingness to have diplomatic relations with the country while maintaining a tough foreign policy designed to forbid him from aggressive maneuvers, which apparently were effective. Because Putin acted out during the Obama administration, went into Crimea and took part of that. Then he acted out again during the Biden administration. So he
3: likes predictable.
2: Oh, uh, sure. Sure. But but the word she's not going to use is wimpy. Uh Uh-huh. Or all in for China. Uh Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. I kind of like having a non-predictable first uh, commander-in-chief when it comes to somebody like Russia. Yeah. Just saying.
2: 616 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. It is Thursday, and there is a lot more to talk about coming up. Just want to remind you, you can get the Bob Rose Show on your Alexa first thing in the morning, catch up on the latest news. When you get up, just tell your smart speaker. Play 97.3 The Sky. It's that easy.
4: Republicans better get their act together. I don't see any work on legal ballot harvesting. Weekdays, 3 p.m. By the time November comes along, they better be able to match in states the way the Democrats have been using those methods. On 97.3 The Sky.
2: Happy Friday Eve, my friends. We're just about there. It is Thursday, 621. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, and your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Top story, Kansas City parade shooting. Uh, More details we're looking for on that, but uh, we've got one woman killed and about 22 injured at this point and still looking for Well, a lot more information. Hopefully that'll be forthcoming. The Gateway Pundit had a piece out uh, a couple of days ago, and then two days ago, Jesse Waters on his Fox News show uh, mentioned it, and I haven't seen a lot on it since, but I want to share it with you because it involves Russia. And Russia, for various reasons, has been in the news uh, lately. Overall, if I can take the view of thirty thousand feet, you see, Russia has served a great purpose. They're the straw man, the boogeyman, the bad guys. Keep your, uh, you know, keep your eyes and ears open for Putin. He's a bad guy for going into Ukraine, and uh, you know he's a bad guy in general. And, and I'm not saying he's not all of those things, but if you focus on him, guess who tends to get a pass and definitely shouldn't. Greg. China. Wow. Right out of the box. Yeah. You are dead on. Even
3: early in the morning.
2: Yes. Yeah, so they get a pass. Yes. Basically. Well, they get <laughs>
3: invited to the White House.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess, you know, Putin made the mistake of not greasing enough palms, mm. you know, when it came to, yeah. uh, you know, lawmakers, especially Democrats, especially maybe the Biden family. Right. So just keep this in mind. Russia's bad. Putin's bad. He's the boogeyman. That's how they want you to position that, okay? And then forget about China. And remember how they've used Russia. They used Russia to tie Trump, Mm to. You know? Hey, the boogeyman, the boogeyman. Trump is, oh, he's working for them. He's an agent. I mean, all the crazy things they said. Well, listen to this. In an explosive development, sources close to a high-profile investigation have revealed that the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago was specifically aimed at recovering a missing top-secret binder. This document is rumored to contain damning evidence of former President Barack Obama's CIA involvement in initiating the Russian collusion narrative against President Trump. That goes against what they have said, where they, what, was it a foreign agency that first reported some, um, you know, some of the Trump people meeting with some other people that raised the antenna or radar? Uh, That allegedly, or if this story holds true, that was all made up. And that the whole thing originated... Uh, with kind of a as a as a CIA type situation involving then uh, President Barack Obama. Now, Fox News host Jesse Waters discussed these brand new details on his show, citing reporting by investigative journalist Michael Schellenberger and Matt uh, Tybee. According to investigative reporters, the same ones I just mentioned, the Russian collusion story was not the result of foreign intelligence tips, but rather a deliberate setup by the C.A. under the Obama administration. This is huge. Again, nothing proven there. And here's often what happens is you get excited. Hey, man, we... Wow, this is the real deal. Uh, we've got them. And then the story kind of dries up. It goes away. Uh, investigations fall short. Uh, never any real charges. Nobody even loses their jobs in some of these type scenarios, it appears, right? So we can't get our hopes up. Quote, We were just informed by foreign intelligence about this. Our sources tell us a very different story, which is that this was initiated by the U.S. government. That's according to uh, Schellenberger. Wow. It came from within the U.S. government's intelligence community, including the CIA, that they asked the so-called Five Eyes Nations intelligence agencies... And those are the ones, I guess that you know, like Australia and uh, and and Britain, English uh, speaking for the most part, and some of our strongest allies. They call them the Five Eyes, and they do share a lot of uh, you know information. And apparently, the Five Eyes nations were asked via our CIA or possibly uh, through channels coming from then-President Obama, to spy on 26 Trump associates. Uh, they definitely had a list of 26 oso- associates that were identified. And this is new information. Some people have theorized about this and speculated about it. They're confident of their sources, they said. They said they're ver- very uh, credible. Feel like they're very credible. Um this could turn out to be a huge story. And if it's as big as I think it might be, the powers that be or the powers that are operating behind the scenes, they don't want you to talk about this, to focus on this. They don't want this stuff dug up for sure. And that's why I really think there is something there. Because... They don't want that reflected in today's headlines, clearly. 628 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is in the house. Uh, More on Trump, more on uh, Putin, and more on the border. It's all coming your way on News Talk 97.3 The Sky.
4: Trending. Right now on the sky,
0: we executed our constitutional duty, now. impeaching Secretary Mayorkas. Now.
4: It's now time for the Senate to do its duty. Now. The allegations are false. As yes, it happens,
1: failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. The bill was never really about securing our border, but about securing another's country's border. The
4: news station inflation
0: prices are still too high. Now more
4: news updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk ninety-seven point three. The sky. New on the Sky, Glenn Beck, right after the Bob Rose Show. On North Central Florida's Talk Leader. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. New shows and more news now on News Talk 97.3, the Sky.
2: Remember when Mar-a-Lago was raided by the FBI? Remember what a, a huge public display that was? How bad it made former President Trump look. Oh, he's stealing classified documents and all that. Mm-hmm. We, may, we may have found a possible reason as to why they did that and what were they looking for. 6.37 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Uh, good morning and welcome. Happy Thursday. Top story is the shooting in Kansas City at the uh, a parade for the Super Bowl champs. You know, back-to-back Super Bowl champs, big celebration. A million people there in the streets. And then a uh, shooting occurs, oh. and you've got uh, a one dead woman in her 40s. She's got kids. It's very sad. And they're, about, they're reporting 22 people injured. So we'll continue to update that when we get uh, more information on it. But back to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, yeah, that was a big public display. And I remember, it kind of went back and forth. In other words, you know, Trump was saying, hey, look, uh, they came, the archives people came and checked things out to make sure that everything was secure. And, and I think it was the FBI or them that said, oh, yeah, you should put additional locks or do something. And they allegedly did. followed through. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they come out there in full force. Well... They may be looking for documents that would be downright damning to Obama and to uh, the CIA, and it could extend maybe to the FBI. Basically what the theory is, and a couple of guys are reporting this, investigative reporters are reporting this, that um, the whole Russian collusion, the whole thought and theory and idea, and which caused Trump's people to be under investigation and the eavesdropping to take place was all based on a a premise that's even more false than the Steele dossier or that some other foreign entity tipped them off. It, Hmm. It sounds like it is completely organic if this stuff holds true. Now, here's an interesting thing. Um... Do you remember when President Trump and he and he did this January 19, twenty one, the day before he left office, declassifying crossfire hurricane? Those that that is the investigation looking into the Trump Russian collusion in terms of how did this whole thing start? Mm-hmm allegedly these documents showing Obama, Biden, the CIA, the DOJ and the FBI spied on him that allegedly could be this binder that they were looking for remember they searched all over they even went through Trump's personal stuff right. remember they went through his wife's mm-hmm. personal stuff and we and we noted that so they were going beyond the realm of where these Things were stored, and it made you think, okay, what specifically were they looking for? Well, now we might know if it turns out to be true. The Department of Justice has already made redactions to protect sources and methods and return the binder back to the White House. But the corrupt FBI also wanted to hide names. So at the last minute, the DOJ demanded the binder comply with the 1974 Privacy Act. The act requires any agency, quote-unquote, that releases records also to hide uh, personal or identifiable name information. The DOJ knew this act doesn't apply to the White House. It was a stall tactic. The courts decided this 22 years ago that the Privacy Act was based on FOIA requests, and the White House is not an agency. Hours before Trump left office, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows gave the binder back to the DOJ. Along with this memo, he asked the DOJ to make any Privacy Act redactions out of an abundance of caution. In the memo, he asked that they expeditiously release the binder when it is finished. Meadows foolishly expected that this would take three to four days. Uh, Just the news obtained the Meadows memo from the National Archives, which is also denied having a copy of the declassified binder. So, who's got the binder? What's in the binder? Right. Meadows admits in interviews various agencies often stalled or defied Trump's orders. Meadows knew better than to rely on the DOJ to release this damaging binder after they left the White House. He should have released the binder to the public himself. But in doing so, there was a chance he would become a target of the DOJ and the FBI. New details on Monday's raid of Mar-a-Lago may explain what the FBI was looking for and why the FBI has not released the Spygate documents as they were ordered when President Trump left office. According to Paul Sperry, the FBI agent spent nine hours looking for uh, details President Trump took with him on the Crossfire Hurricane FBI spying scandal. The FBI and DOJ cannot let the American public know the truth of their criminal acts and attempted coup of President Trump, so they raided his home looking for the documents that may indict the organization. Now Mm -hmm. again, this stuff is not corroborated yet. This is not, um, you know, this is just breaking, if you will. But in the binder, uh, apparently... And these, these investigative reporters that have, that have uh, pulled this together, we will discuss more in an upcoming piece, holds what we've been told, namely raw intelligence demonstrating a U.S. government-initiated hoax. The implications are profound, and the raid to recover it suggests a dramatic and troubling effort to conceal the truth. Wow. Mm. A lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I also have a piece <clears throat> that talks about, um, there are some circles, in some circles, like defending Hunter Biden, mm-hmm. that are still claiming that that was not his laptop. Really? Yeah. So Oh, come on. Yeah. So that is, uh, I think that is interesting. And then, somebody who has built a sterling reputation for being a great investigative reporter, uh, Catherine Herridge. Uh, was recently fired from CBS News. Now, they let go of a bunch of people so they can easily write it off and go, oh, we we were making cutbacks. Sure. But she was a very good investigative reporter for Fox News. She built an excellent reputation. She was hired at CBS because they were kind of trying to balance their act, if you will. It was an attempt to do that. Mm. But do you know one of the things that apparently she had been working on was covering the Hunter Biden probe? And it hmm. said that that put her under a microscope at the left, left-leaning network. So, Hunter laptop. Uh, remember all the spooks that signed a letter said, "Oh, that's not his laptop. It's Russian disinformation." Yeah, it was, it
3: only fifty-one or so,
2: Bobby. Nothing to see there. Only yeah, right. There's a lot of pieces mm. there, yeah. and I that something I believe further is going to surface. And uh, this whole scenario, this whole thing is going to be huge. But all that anybody in the mainstream media is talking about, all they're talking about Mm -hmm. is the shooting in Kansas City, which, don't get me wrong, is bad and is worth reporting. But wall-to-wall all the time and not covering other Mm -hmm. important stories. Makes you wonder. Yeah, it does. We'll dig in further. 6.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here, and you're listening to 97.3 The Sky.
5: Dana Lash.
0: Complaining on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram is not the same thing as getting involved in your community. The
2: Dana
4: Show. Sitting
0: online complaining is not the same thing as electioneering. Now,
4: nights, 10 p.m. on 97.3 The Sky. (laughs)
2: Good morning and welcome. It's 6.50, 10 minutes until 7 o'clock. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. I'm Bob Rose. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. A top story, one person dead, nearly two dozen injured after gunmen opened fire to Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally. Yesterday afternoon, crowds of fans had gathered in downtown Kansas City to celebrate the Chiefs' back-to-back Super Bowl wins when gunshots rang out. Around 3 p.m. local time, just as the rally was coming to an end, police have three suspects in custody. They have recovered the suspected firearms used in the shooting. Area hospitals continue to tend to victims, uh, many in critical condition, many of them reportedly children. Kansas City Chiefs officials say none of the team or staff uh, were injured. We'll continue uh, to follow that story as more information and more details uh, become available. Interesting
3: that uh, despite the fact that we've not heard what kind of weapons were used, and to us it doesn't really matter, uh, but the lefties are already jumping on, uh, you know, weapons of military, war, yeah, military-style military style long guns, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we've not
2: seen or heard anything specific yet. Right. Um, That's odd. Yeah. Well, the left sees opportunity. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Yep. This is a great example. That it's a terrible example, yeah. but it is a valid Example of what they're Mm -hmm. really all about. Absolutely. So I mentioned this earlier about Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm -hmm. Okay, it took some news organizations a full year to admit that the Biden laptop actually belonged to Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. Which the New York Post was saying right from the beginning. And boy, they had their Twitter account, uh, you know, unplugged. Yeah. And then you had 50 uh, former uh, CIA and other type individuals signing a letter saying the laptop was Russian disinformation. Now, that turns out to be a complete lie, fabrication. So what else are some of these spy agencies capable of doing? What are they willing to do to have an impact on this upcoming election or previous election or elections, for that matter? Mm-hmm. So we've established that it's Hunter Biden's laptop, and it took others like CBS News a long time to come around to that. But I think all media outlets finally, at one point or another, over a period of about a year or so, said, yeah, 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 I guess it is Hunter's laptop. Now, this from Miranda Devine, op at piece, New York Post. A delicious court filing this week in the case of United States versus Biden in Delaware leaves Abby Lowell, pricey lawyer to the president's son, with egg all over his face. It was written by Derek Hines, one of the two new... Pitbull prosecutors subbed in at the last minute to take over the Hunter Biden gun case in Delaware in the wake of the explosive revelations by IRS whistleblowers that the investigation had been compromised by political favoritism and obstruction. Judging by the tone of the new prosecution filings, miracles might happen. Hunter could end up being treated like every other poor schmuck without a powerful daddy. Although, I wouldn't bet your house on it. In the meantime, it's popcorn time as Lowell is fighting with Hines about Hunter's abandoned laptop. Hunter has been making all of his 16 lawyers in cases across the country go through this charade of pretending that his laptop is not his laptop, hmm. is probably not real, or it was stolen, or maybe hacked. It's hard to keep track. The lawyers now swim in the same soup of delusion. ...that Hunter and his dad do. Oh, my. It does make life more difficult for Abby Lowell, the attorney, as he has to write all kinds of footnotes on all of his filings... ...explaining that while he might be suing this person for breach of privacy... ...or that person for stealing Hunter's property, it doesn't mean it's actually his client's laptop. Oh, my goodness. Is that is that crazy? Wow. Oh, a uh, foot, footnote four in his latest Delaware filing. Questions remain about the provenance and total authenticity of the data on the laptop image and hard drive the government seized, as both had been reviewed and likely altered. Oh. It must have been the Russians, <laughs> right? Uh, I'd- um, Trump was in it, I'm sure. Footnote 17. Mr. Biden does not concede or accept the prosecution's version of events concerning the authenticity of this Apple device, meaning the laptop. And it, and it goes on from there.
3: Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. The fact that they're even still
2: discussing that is just crazy. And apparently this laptop really... It must be pretty important Mm -hmm. uh, to the powers that be, uh, uh, to the Biden family, because it appears that it may be one of the main reasons why Catherine Herridge of CBS News, who was a great investigative reporter, uh, was fired recently. And what was she working on? Well, the Hunter Biden probe. Hmm. And, you know, she came from Fox News, where she did great work there. She was supposed to... Help to balance things in an upcoming election, or at least make it look good for CBS. But, hmm. Yeah. Maybe she was a little too smart. Whoops. A little too sharp. And, um, again, the powers that be. Didn't like that. In a 656, you're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy Uh, is in the house and friday's right around the corner happy thursday my friends you're listening to 97.3 the sky I'm just very
1: happy to hear you give everyone the truth. I am so happy I, I can just scream. Sad. I'm very sad the way this country is going. I'm more heartbroken than anything else.
6: Angry.
0: It's just ridiculous, and it makes us so angry.
1: I'm just trying to figure out when did we start listening to these freaking weirdos like this.
4: No matter the emotion. That's how I feel, and I, I don't know what to do and how we fight back. Talk about it here on The Sky. To me, it's really important. News Talk 97.3, The Sky.
1: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: I never want you to miss a minute of the show. Whether you're out of town, or in the bathroom, just one click, thesky973.com slash follow, or download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You get the Bob Rose Show podcast every minute of the show. You're welcome. Wow, Good so, morning. Talk about taking us everywhere. Yeah, man. Well. Oh, yeah. Every... Well, I mean, you know, it's the place where most of us have uh, pretty much self-educated
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, via reading in the... Uh, the, the privacy yes. of the, yes. Anyway, uh, hour number two begins at 7.07. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Thanks for tuning in and supporting what we do. We appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, by the way, you are stuck with me for three more years as I recently oh. inked a new contract. Ordered a couple of Maseratis, <laughs> Porsches, put, ah. and that's just my signing bonus. Oh, man. A uh, new pool being built Bob, as Bob, we speak. wake Bob. up. Wake up. Huh? Oh, hello. You dozed off again yeah, as sorry you're dreaming live
3: on the radio.
2: Uh, no, but the yeah. truth is, yes, I signed a nice. uh, uh, three-year contract. I've been here, gosh, 22 years now, so uh, wow. I'm very much looking forward. As I do really every day, I am not trying to rub this in in anybody's face, but I... I just have to say, because I feel blessed and fortunate, that mm. I have a job that I absolutely love and look forward to going to every day. A lot of people don't. No. So... A- and it's, yeah, it is tough. So, I look, I'm never going to be what, you know, people consider wealthy monetarily from this job. When you have a job you love, absolutely, that's ah, worth, its, worth its weight in gold. So, I really appreciate, you know, my boss, Nick, and his boss, Peter, and, um, you know... We're really making things mm-hmm. come together and uh It's awesome.
3: Yeah. And, and, and we always say it and people, you know, actually have people go, Yeah, you and Bob always talk about having the greatest bosses. I'm like, We really do. We've been doing this for decades and we've had the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. and the scenario that we've got here at the sky with the people that are above us is amazing compared to some of the places out there. Yeah, and
2: we just have a great team in general. Gems- we so were a small yeah. team. Yeah. I don't know if we have enough to we play baseball. Post any baseball, <laughs> but it's a good t- it's, it's a, a good, good team. solid team. Uh, that's right. Maybe basketball. Yeah, man. That's we stick
5: maybe.
3: to that. Yeah, you know, we a got miniature, a good basketball. your
2: golf would be great. Wow. Yeah, because you 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 know how to hit it where the oh. it, it won't hit the windmill. Absolutely, uncanny. That's my favorite part. All right. Um, so Russia's going to launch missiles and blow up satellites. Yeah, that's 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 the rumor. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Wait. Okay. Let me explain it this way. (laughs) House Intel Committee Chairman Mike Turner is the one who publicly uh, said that Congress had information on a serious national security threat. And this got everybody buzzing. Oh, yeah. Everybody was buzzing about, what's he talking about? What's going on? Um, And he even said something like, yeah, we need to release uh, this information or declassify some of this stuff. My understanding is that this isn't necessarily really new information. And if anybody has the technology or is really threati- threatening to destroy or disable our satellites, mm-hmm. if you're concerned about that, you better be concerned about China. But once again, Russia's made the straw man. Yep. In this case, why would that be? It's a case of follow the money. You need a sense of urgency, you lawmakers, to pass the spending bill for Ukraine a sense of urgency, that we're going to help along by coming out with these stories that I know that they're, you know, I'm not saying they're making the stories up, they're fabricating them. I'm just saying these are threats that I believe we've been aware of for a while. There's all kinds of possible threats and real threats and military threats all the time. that need to be looked at, analyzed, a plan made to defend against, So Russia wants to put nuclear weapons in space to obliterate Western satellites, according to alarming new U.S. intel. The frightening possibility was revealed hours after the House Intel Committee Chairman Mike Turner publicly said Congress had information on a serious national security threat. The Kremlin has not yet launched nuclear weapons into orbit, but it's interested in doing so. The ABC, New York Times, Washington Post all reported this story Wednesday afternoon, citing current and former officials. But they wouldn't need to send a nuclear weapon up to destroy a satellite. So that is kind of odd in itself. I really think that this is just to create a sense of urgency to pass the sixty billion dollars in aid uh, for okay. Kiev, yeah, all right, yeah, we got to stop these guys now. Now they're going to blow up our satellites, mm-hmm. right? All right, all right. Let's go to the Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines and check in with Tom. Good morning.
6: You know, it's funny. Remember two years ago, they're showing pictures of Putin, and they're like, Putin's about to have some kind of mental breakdown. Look at him at this table with his advisors. We think Putin's gone absolutely mad. And then Tucker here interviews him, and Putin seems absolutely sane on top of his game, very rational, and he's able to pretty much uh, explain exactly what's going on with Ukraine, with the United States, and everything else. And then we've got Biden, who we see on a daily basis. The guy can't get two sentences out without tripping over himself. He's mentally off the rails embarrassment internationally, and now all of a sudden we've got Russia launching missiles maybe to diminish the fact that Putin actually doesn't look like he's such a psycho after all. We've got this moron running our country and directing it. Love to hear you guys comment on that. Thank you. Have a great morning.
2: Look, our enemies obviously see weakness. They see disarray. They see a man in the White House, commander-in-chief, who doesn't have all of his faculties. Okay, let's just admit to that. And, and then they also see a country that's in disarray. Why? Because that same man and his administration and the shadow government, the people that pull the strings, have allowed unfettered immigration to the tune of 8 to 10 million people coming across our borders, including lately thousands of Chinese nationals. So, again, our enemies see disarray. They see weakness they see where citizens or non-citizens plundering looting local stores not going to jail not a sense of of true punishment or justice so yeah our enemies well, they're going to they're going to feed right into that yeah and there are probably countries that are actually sending people whether just to You know, suck off the government teat and and hurt us and bankrupt us in that way. Or to do things that are more ambitious and more deadly. So, yeah, all of this has to be considered. But the Russian threat, I think, has been dramatized to create a sense of urgency. You better pass this bill. Boy, Ukraine, uh, you know, if Ukraine doesn't stop. Uh, Putin, he's going to march right into NATO countries and uh, American boys and, and girls are going to have to you know, face off. Right. You know, and in the European continent or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know. All right, let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet skylines again this time. Tim, you're on the air.
4: Hey, how you doing today? Hey, Bob, I think you're right um, because basically you've got this quote-unquote threat. We've already been told that our president isn't even competent to stand trial because he doesn't—he's that feeble. So now he's—he's he's already said he's aware. My guess he's a Tupperware or Revere Ware or something like that. But he's not but aware. He said, they said he is aware of something. Oh. Um, but but my whole point is—is is now they're going to put it in his thing to make a
6: decision, a guy who isn't competent to stand trial, and I don't know why. Nobody's saying anything. If he's not competent to stand trial, how is he competent to be our president?
2: That's a great question. Trump has asked that question. I think there's been a couple other people that have. That's a valid question. Uh, Is he, yeah, is he capable of handling the office for the remainder of this term, let alone running again? But look, I'd like to know what the deal is with Russia. Are they really bad and going to blow up satellites and, you know, take over uh, Eastern Europe? Or are they almost dead broke and they're weak and they're on the verge of collapse? Because we hear both of those stories coming from some of the same people. So which is it? Yeah, really. 716 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. What's bugging you is coming up next. A chance for you to call in, air it out. Whatever it is that's irritating you. Eight. Seven seven nine seven five nine eight two five. What's bugging you is brought to you by Florida Pest Control, and is coming up next on ninety seven point three, the Sky.
4: Time to air it out. It's some of the most disgusting news that I've ever gotten in my wife. What's bugging you? We got to stand up, and we're going to take our country back. Call now eight seven seven W Sky Talk. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control, ninety seven point three, the Sky.
2: Happy, happy Thursday. Here we are, my friends. 721 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And it's time for What's Bugging You? A chance for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. Call now 877-975-9825. Rick, what's bugging you?
6: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Congratulations on your contract, Bob. Thank you. Um, You know what's bugging me? Or a couple of things, these terms that the news keeps using. One of them is top of mind. Isn't it like, oh, it was on the top of my mind? Now it's just top of mind like or cavemen? And another one is the long gun. Is that opposed to the short gun? What happened to rifles and pistols? That's what's bugging me.
2: Yeah. Um, a couple interesting things there.
3: I've noticed. I've noticed that a couple of them, they referred to them as a long gun until they found out exactly what it was. Like, was it an AR or not? Right. They knew that it wasn't a pistol, and they like, ooh, if we start, you know, we can start yeah. planting the seed of what we think it yeah, is. long gun. Just in case they luck out and it's an AR. Now, the weird thing in this one is... I can't find any mention in any story anywhere of the
2: actual weapons
3: that they no. supposedly collected. Uh, watching an interview with one of the guys who tackled one of the guys, mm-hmm. he made reference to the gun falling from his out of the guy's hand. It just made you feel like it was a like pistol, a pot, yeah. but we don't know yet. We really don't know.
2: All right, let's go to Tom. What's bugging you?
7: Yeah, guys, great show as usual. You touched on what I was gonna, one of the things there was a call about, and that was. It's ironic that we had faced a nuclear threat, and they need the money for Ukraine funding. That's such so corrupt. Also, the thing that really bugs me is the fact that George Soros has taken control of Odyssey in 220 stations. I just wonder if they're going to go after and change the format, which was his original plan when he said he was going to buy stations and turn them
5: uh, left. Great well- show
2: thank you well my understanding on that is is that forty uh, 40 is not a majority stake so how much influence that that group will have and it is just really an investment arm but yeah i'm uh, i'm concerned but i have been told that it'll be business as usual as far as i know and uh if you listen you'll be the first to know if something oh, changes yeah. nostradamus what's bugging you
6: Hey, Bob, congratulations on your contract. Thanks for taking my call. And what's bugging me, well, I heard Tom in the last segment and I, when we talked about Putin, and that's why they didn't want uh, Tucker to do that interview, because they could see that Putin's fine and well and coherent. But I remember just the 23, 24, 20 months ago that uh, Putin was a, had a body double. He was dying of cancer and all this other stuff, and he was running out of ammo. Look what's going on. But the, the thing that bugs me, I'm kind of happy about it, though, is that the Congress is finally waking up to the scam that is funding these proxy wars. And they're not going to pass these bills. I hope they don't pass these bills. Look at what's happening in this country. People can't afford rent. Rents are $1,300 for a single bedroom.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, look, when you talk about the expenditure going to Ukraine, uh, it is enough money to finish the wall and actually rebuild the wall in areas on our southern border that need repair. And. You could have all updated electronic, e- you know, equipment, etc. That money would completely take care of all of that. That's an example of how it could be mm. used uh, to benefit our country instead of somebody else's. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, great points all the way around. Let's go to Mark. What's bugging you?
7: Hey, good morning, uh, Bob, Greg, and Nick. Um, yeah, oh, congratulations on your contract. I'm glad Thank to you. see they're paying you the $40 million to match Handy's these pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's bugging me is, by, and this is as a result of you are talking about the nuclear weapons in space, um, Americans, and by or large, unaware of a much greater, easier, lower-tech threat called the tungsten rods. You don't need nuclear weapons in space. Tungsten rods are that metal from the filament. In an incandescent bulb, so it can take high heat. And if you picture the cylinder of a revolver, they could just have these tungsten rods. They simply drop them from orbit uh, above the United States. They weigh about 12,000 pounds each, achieve a kinetic kind of uh, speed of like. Seven thousand miles an hour, so that's the actual real threat, and uh, it's not—it doesn't have to be as complex as Star Wars and nukes in space, but it's a real threat. It's a low-tech threat that can be launched at low cost into orbit. All
2: right, all right. Thanks for the uh, physics lessons. Uh, Now I have a little bit of a headache, Mm -hmm. Donnie. What's bugging you?
6: Good morning, Bob. Yeah, I'd like some of these morons like Mike Turner to explain to me how Russia is going to attack us. and put nukes in space when they can't even beat the Ukraine. And they want to reconstitute the Soviet Union. Nobody ever tells us how they're going to do that. Yet, um, oh, yeah, that's right. They don't have to tell us because it's all classified. But just take our word for it. That's what's bugging me.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, let's go to uh, Biz. What's bugging you?
8: You know, I kind of feel sorry for Travis Kelsey when he comes home and he says Taylor honey I made 46 million dollars this year and she goes well that's cute
2: yeah really that's a different stratosphere Tony what's bugging you
8: five
7: five Bob that's the number of people that I personally know that have been affected by this mRNA vaccine these people are suffering and while we're sending money to Ukraine, when to set
6: that money aside for a trust fund for all the millions of people out there who are suffering from this antichrist vaccine, that's from my own surgeon general, it really burns me, Bob. This is the thing nobody wants to talk about. The government, all these sleazy corporations, they force the people to do it, the people are suffering, and they left them dry. There's not another penny needs to be spent anywhere else.
2: And it, and it, and it makes you wonder, have we really learned our lesson from this no some of us have clearly many have not i fear yep stay vigilant my friends thanks for participating what's bugging you brought to you by florida pest control coming up one lawmaker refuses to condemn rape and sexual violence committed by hamas Mm, i'll tell you who coming up next on 97.3 the sky What's happening on the campaign trail? Following the trail. My campaign. For president. Every step. We really want to have two
1: 80-year-olds running for president? All the way. Running as fast as they can. To
4: election day. we got a long way to go. A long way to go. Hear about it first. First. Talk about it now. 97.3. The Sky.
2: Oh, yeah. It's Friday Eve. Otherwise known as Thursday. Welcome, welcome. 7.35. You're tuned to The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And your time check, brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Awful shooting yesterday. Kansas City Chiefs celebrating Super Bowl. Back-to-back wins. Huge party. People in the streets. A million people showing up. Amen. Gunshots uh, gunshots rang out around 3 o'clock local time. One person is dead. Nearly two dozen are injured. And... uh, Yep, the fans, of course, uh, scattered. Um, Some of them actually were involved in in tackling one of the people uh, that has been arrested. Area hospitals continue to tend to victims, many in critical condition, many of them reportedly children. So we'll continue to follow up as we get more uh, information on that awful event. Speaking of really awful events, and I'll... Try to limit the graphic nature of this. However, I do have to tell you that it is graphic and awful, and that's why it has come to our attention and the attention of Congress. This has to do with the incredibly awful things that members of Hamas did um, to these Israeli, these uh, these Jewish people, uh, especially when it comes to. Women, eyewitness testimonies, photographic evidence, and forensic medical units have corroborated horrific details about the female victims of gang rape and genital mutilation that took place at the Nova Music Festival on October 7th. Bodies inspected by medical units and morgue workers were confirmed to have suffered trauma, some having shattered pelvises. I don't hopefully need to go any further further. I think you get the picture. Horrendous, horrendous acts of the most heinous kinds of violence that you could do, really, to a human being. And they put it up for a resolution, a vote in Congress, condemning the rape and sexual violence that Hamas leaders ordered members of the terror group to carry out. Because when they captured some of these Hamas guys and they all seemed to tell a very similar story that we were told Mm -hmm. to be as awful and nasty and do these kinds of things as we possibly could. We were told that's what you need to do. So the House voted 418 to 0 to pass the resolution This calls on other nations to criminalize rape and sexual assault and hold perpetrators accountable, as well as on international bodies to unequivocally condemn the barbaric acts. But there was one member of the House who declined to vote Uh, Wednesday for this resolution. I bet we could... uh, You could probably narrow it down to... to Four or five uh, particular people, yeah. That are maybe part of a group known mm. as the squad yeah right once again squad, right. once again you're brilliant Greg you yeah. would uh, mm. you would score points here representative Rashida Talib oh, refuses. she's disgusting to condemn rape and sexual violence committed by Hamas. So just to give you an idea was this wow. some sort of partisan play? Absolutely not. The vote was 418 to zero. she didn't bother to vote at all many of the murdered female victims were subjected to rape and sexual violence. The resolution notes describes the heinous acts as weapons of war around the world to terrorize and subvert populations. 418 to 0 and Rashida Tlaib not voting. Not shocked. She would not condemn rape and sexual violence committed by Hamas. How do you How could you possibly justify that? And and if she can, she should come out and do it. And also, are her constituents okay with that? And if they are, if they're okay with her not voting, if they're okay with not condemning rape and sexual violence, that's a frightening thought, isn't it? But it's probably, I hate to say it, it's probably true. Yeah, at, it, it is just an incredibly okay. sad statement. It, go, it just goes beyond right. human, human behavior. I, absolutely pathetic. Yep, Rashida Tlaib refuses to condemn rape and sexual violence committed by Hamas.
3: It just It's sad that there's nothing shocking about that from her at this point. Just the thing that she's said and done over the last several years that she's been in office.
2: Right. I mean, look, let's be clear. I mean, I think she's uh, she thinks that uh, terrorism can be used as a political uh, tool for uh, for change. Sure. And that in itself is awful. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, what she believes. But this goes even, I think, well beyond that. Yeah, right. Let's go to the uh, Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And, Mike, you're on the air.
6: Hey, Bob. You know... We were founded on a Judeo-Christian society. I mean, that's what we were founded on. I don't understand why we can't make some kind of a law or something that is against, you know, Muslims taking any kind of government office. I mean, if they're not going to swear allegiance on a Bible, which is part of our government, what we do is we swear to God on the Bible and they won't do it, then how can they hold office?
2: Yeah, it get, look it gets difficult constitutionally when, you know, it's expressed that one of the great things about America is the fact that we have religious freedom. Right. And it it, it wouldn't be accurate or fair uh to paint a picture of of one form of of worship uh that some participants of that mm-hmm. particular religion uh can be Extremely violent, ugly, nasty. You can't, you can't write them all off that way. Um, but it is, it does get difficult and kind of tedious, if you will. And and how you deal with that exactly, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But let's keep it simple. When somebody like uh, Rashida Talib refuses to condemn rape and sexual violence committed by Hamas, and, and people vote for her in her district and keep her in mm-hmm. office, knowing that she is of this mindset, if you will. That is that is kind of a, well, it's frightening. Well,
3: I think just the fact that someone like her has a, a flag of another country outside her office. Hello. That should, that should tell you everything you need to know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That should send up a flag. <laughs> uh, see what you did. did, did there we go. Jeffrey Epstein. He's still dead? Yes, he is.
3: Commit suicide? <laughs> uh, okay, never no. mind. Never mind. Moving no. on. No.
2: <laughs> Twelve victims of Jeffrey Epstein are suing Ooh. the FBI. Really? Yep. For That's covering a... up its failed investigation into the allegations of sex trafficking For over two decades against Epstein, the victims filed under Jane Doe said the FBI did not interview victims or collaborate with any other law enforcement agencies, despite receiving tips about the financier's activities as early as 1996. Wow. The first time he actually faced criminal charges was in 2006. When a grand jury charged him with one kind of soliciting prostitution, he pleaded guilty to state charges two years later and was not prosecuted federally. Really? As a direct and proximate cause of the FBI's negligence, plaintiffs would not have been continued to be sex trafficked, abused, raped, tortured, and threatened. The lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York reads... The victims say the FBI ignored credible tips all the way until 2019 when federal prosecutors charged Epstein with sex crimes involving minors. A month later, Epstein was found dead in his high security federal jail in Mm -hmm. New York City. Yeah. And that was ruled a suicide. Yeah. The complaint lists the U.S. government as the only uh, defendant that the plaintiffs are seeking damages from. Uh, Maria Farmer and Sarah Ransome, two victims of Epstein, said they would sue the FBI for failing to investigate Epstein back in the 1990s. They filed a notice of claim last year, which is required before suing the FBI in federal court. Farmer told the Daily Beast in May that federal officials and New York police ignored her complaint against Epstein and his accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell, all the way back in 1996. And as far as Epstein's involvement with J.P. Morgan Chase, they agreed to settle a, a different lawsuit that was brought by victims of Epstein agreeing to pay $290 million. Ooh, but I'm wow. sure within the framework of that, they didn't have to admit admit any sort of negligence or guilt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 745 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Happy Thursday. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky.
4: He brings the brutal truth.
2: They're trying the left to destroy Israel. Mark Levin. Hamas's attack, Blinken
4: saw it as an opportunity as they protect the Iranian regime. Six o'clock on 97.3, the sky.
2: Fun with KJP. What? That's right, everybody. It's the new game show, Corinne Jean Pierre. Just how ridiculous will it get? What a clown. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a cute clown who dresses mm-hmm. well. No, that's true. In overhead, though, clearly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, <laughs> who wouldn't be if you had to spread the complete oh. rhetoric and misinformation and disinformation coming out of the Biden administration? I mean, good luck with that gig anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we've got some stuff there. Also, <gasps> beware of leaving a bad review. You know, like the Airbnb folks. Yeah, right. You know, that's very important to them. Sure did. They get all bent out of shape. If you do not leave a great review. True. And look, some people are jerks and they leave a bad review for, because of one little thing. Right. Agreed. And some people are accurate and tell it like it is because they're warning other people that, hey, here's some issues. And then hopefully the owner would respond and rectify the issues and say, hey, uh, we t- we've taken care of that. Uh, that's how it should work. But apparently, and this is out of the Sun UK... Um, so Airbnb owner gets a bad review. All right. Okay. So it's a husband and wife who spent time at, at at this Airbnb and then he writes a bad review. Okay. And so, you know what the owner of the Airbnb does? What's that? Sends the guy's wife a video of her husband with another woman. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. An Airbnb host sent CCTV footage of a guest with another woman to his wife in retaliation for a bad review. That's brutal. Yeah. Effective, but brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, maybe you should just, (laughs) I don't know, fix the issues that that were brought up. Or, Mm. look, in some cases, they are. Some people are just kooky a little bit negative so yeah. you know, it does it it works both ways but that mm-hmm. is uh that's over that, the, top. the response there is a little uh yeah yeah over the top mm-hmm. i think that that would that would keep people i think from wanting to oh, stay absolutely. there
3: yeah you don't want to even give somebody like that money and you'd wonder how do they have video of me yeah in general what are yeah. they doing
2: what's he up to yeah exactly
3: that's crazy stuff
2: all right. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Wednesday that Republicans who oppose a Biden administration-backed bill on foreign aid and border security mm-hmm. are siding with Trump. Okay. Wait. it gets worse, Vladimir Putin. Okay. And yeah. Tehran. Oh, come on. Wait a minute. This
3: administration has the nerve to insinuate anyone... Besides themselves, <laughs> is in bed with Tehran. Yes, that's yes. That's, that's crazy. Is
2: the guy that owns the Airbnb? Well, look, it's a, uh, you know, it's it's a way to basically accuse them of treason without having to actually say the T word. But we know who's in with Tehran, mm-hmm. and it's not anybody on the right. Yep, Jean, yeah, yeah, and Tehran is making a lot more deals with China, yes, Then Russia. So so they, but it's convenient, you see. Mm -hmm. As I stated earlier in the show, and it's an ongoing theme, uh, Russia is the straw man, the bad guy. Russia, Putin, bad, bad, bad. Tie anything to Russia and Putin, they're bad, bad, bad. So it goes with a whole Trump and Russia, 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 Mm -hmm. which it turns out not only was that based on bad information, It wasn't based on any information coming to our government from outside sources, which they initially claimed. The entire thing about eavesdropping uh, Trump and his people surrounding him, apparently it's alleged by two uh, investigative reporters now that that's all organic. That came from within our government, Hmm. cooked up between the CIA and Obama, it appears. Yeah. And that is also, they tie together, the reason why the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, allegedly looking for a binder that could be quite damning when it comes to some information that was discovered about uh, this actual situation mm. involving then-President Obama um, and, and possibly uh, Joe Biden involved in this as well and CIA or other... A type of um, covert operations yeah wow. it's pretty it's pretty damning. Gateway pundit had it. Jesse waters uh, talked about it a little bit, and the authors um, are going to come forward with additional information and I'm looking forward to that. Wow. but in the meantime, you know Corinne Jean Pierre yeah
9: Amazing. if you don't if
2: you don't pass this spending bill mm-hmm. yeah. and isn't it interesting that all of a sudden, Russia is this huge threat. They're going to blow up satellites using nuclear weapons. Wait a second. They can't fight their way out of a wet paper bag when it comes to Ukraine. And we're just a few billion dollars away from Ukraine defeating Russia, supposedly, because they're weak. They're, they're taking, uh, you know, some of their military vehicles from like 1957, you know and getting them back into service. That that was one of the stories, like another Russia's on their last leg. Make up our minds. But then when it comes to getting this spending bill for Ukraine, all of a sudden, oh, Russia is going to use their nuclear weapons, Mm -hmm. etc. All right, hang in there. We've got a ton of stuff coming your way. News Talk, 97.3 The Sky. Misinformation, whether it's from the mainstream
4: media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts. You need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. You need leadership, and this country does not have leadership. Every candidate.
5: We defeated a dozen of the fellas. I just got one more fella I gotta catch up to. I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. Your
4: election headquarters. If we
1: don't win, I think our country is finished.
4: News Talk 97.3. The
2: Sky. Good morning and welcome. It's 8.07 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always, yes, it's the Bob Rose Show. Along with Greg Cassidy, thank you for tuning in and happy Thursday. Remember, you can follow the Sky. Just go to thesky973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get the Bob Rose Show podcast. Never miss a minute of the show. And stay tuned because there is... A lot to talk about. Hey, what's the deal with this, the House Intel Committee chair coming out and talking about a serious national security threat? He did this the other day, Mm -hmm. and people uh, took notice. And some people were very, very concerned. I mean... The guy's the chairman yeah. of the House Intelligence Committee. Oh, you got reporters, like, freaking
3: out in the halls of the Capitol wanting to talk to everybody about this.
2: Yeah, and, and apparently, uh, as it turns out, it relates to the possible uh, Russian deployment of a nuclear weapon in space to destroy Western satellites. But I fear that this information uh, was coming out or being talked about because it was to create a sense of urgency mm-hmm. to push through the Ukraine spending bill, which the House Speaker has already said, I'm not hmm. I'm not gonna push forward on that. Give us an idea of what the goals are, what's the mission? When will it end? Yeah. Good question. How much money is enough? They don't want to set any of those parameters. Hey, what about a level of transparency so we know exactly where the money's going? Oh, they don't really want to do that either. Why would that be? Oh, the extra paperwork? No, it's not like you have to do it. Or could it be part of other schemes, kickbacks, moving money around? Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, Ukraine, one of the most corrupt nations ever. It is basically a giant money laundromat posing as a nation. Pretty much. Which is why the Bidens love it so much. But what's wrong with this House Intel chairman? Because he came out, and they call it, you know, his statement was kind of uh, cryptic, cryptic. He said, I'm requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. That is um, not within the bounds of what I would consider or call... Protocol. Yeah. You don't get. you're the House Intel chairman, and you're going to come out and go, well, if we've got a serious security threat, and and I think, you know, the president should declassify all this so we can have an open discussion on it. Why do you think you have, like, an intelligence committee? <laughs> yes. they're, they're privy to some information that mm-hmm. is not good to be released to the general public because— we're free and open society, which means if our public knows or hears of it, mm-hmm. so do our enemies. Well, all of Congress doesn't even hear about it. That's exactly. why these are committees and subcommittees. And that's why they go in these so-called skiffs, uh, where they can look at secret materials. They yep. can't leave with them. They must mm-hmm. read them, and then they exit. Right. So why would he come out and do that? And is he selling out? I mean, is it really he'll do something like that, pull a, a, what I would call a stunt? Yeah. Just to push this Ukraine spending bill through. It is interesting, to say the least, about the role that Russia plays as the boogeyman. Yeah. And and again, I have to reiterate, I'm not saying, you know, Russia and Putin are good. I'm not saying that. But if you're going to focus on priorities, if you're really worried about uh, a foreign enemy, you can look no further than China. I mean, it's pretty obvious. You're asking for consistency, Bob. Well, yeah. See, they it's politically expedient to find a straw man, boogeyman, boogeyman, and then tie somebody like a political candidate, Trump, to that mm-hmm. and say, Russia, Russia, Russia. Right. And it turns out, if these two investigative reporters that uh, that came out recently, if if they're correct, there is damning information contained in classified documents that show that there was collusion between uh, then-President Obama and our CIA to basically spy on the Trump people. Yeah. And they've got pretty solid info, it appears, and they feel good about where that information came from and its uh, level of credibility. In the meantime, let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And Justin, you're on the air.
6: Good morning, fellas. I appreciate you taking the call. Uh, In my view, this is just another uh, trick play from the Democrats' playbook of fear-mongering propaganda and terrorism. And, you know, the truth is we have laser and microwave technology way more advanced than other countries. We can burn all that stuff up in the air. So it's just, you know, they're just trying to scare us and, and so they can get more power. Thanks, guys.
2: Well said, and that's absolutely the truth. There are many ways, other ways, that you could take down a satellite, disable a satellite, break it so it doesn't work effectively. Uh, they're quite fragile, to be honest with you. It doesn't take a lot. They're delicate. It doesn't take a lot to severely damage them or or put them uh, out of order. You don't need a nuclear warhead uh, to do it. Now, Russia apparently did destroy one of its own satellites back in 2021. They used a ground-based missile. Now, that created, allegedly, a hazardous cloud of 1,500 trackable pieces of space junk that threatened other satellites. The unsettling intel came, uh, this recent intel, about what Russia's supposedly thinking of doing, uh, ardent U.S. advocates for Ukraine attempted to pressure House leaders to hold a vote on the $60 billion in aid for Kyiv to fend off Russia's stalled two-year invasion. Mm. Two-year? Yep.
3: Man. They're they're not doing a great job taking over another country very well, I would say, right now.
2: Yeah. They're really not doing it. And Speaker Johnson... Uh, When talked about the additional Ukraine money, he's like, "Mm, no, I've got concerns about local corruption and a lack of answers from the White House about U.S. goals in the conflict. But he also went on to say Americans had no need for alarm about the intelligence that was referenced by turner Hmm. last month i sent a letter to the white house requesting a meeting with the president to discuss a serious national security issue that is classified that's what speaker johnson told reporters at the capitol in response to that letter a meeting is now scheduled tomorrow which would be today on this matter at the capitol with the gang of four and with the president's national security advisor jake sullivan uh he added referring to a group of eight top members of congress who are regularly briefed on highly classified information. I will press the administration to take appropriate action, and everybody can be comforted mm. by that. He went on mm. to say, I want to assure the American people that there is no need for public alarm. We are going to work together to address this matter as we do all sensitive matters that are classified. And beyond that, I'm not at liberty to disclose classified information and really can't say much more. I mean, he was forced to say that much. hmm uh, because of what Mike Turner did. But don't you think Putin, much like uh, the Chinese,
3: much like the North Koreans, don't you think they just kind of toss things out there once in a while just as a little distraction, get people a little stirred up, get them a little
2: worried? I mean, it's kind of the way they do things. Yeah, they they send up a test balloon In the case of China, that sometimes has a literal Uh meaning, but yeah, sometimes you quote unquote leak Mm -hmm. info to see if you have a breach right? and a leak. Yeah. Yeah. The game is played, multi-tiered, 3D chess, asymmetrical warfare, and we're in deep. And it is difficult trusting, (laughs) very difficult trusting our people. That are supposedly in charge. hmm Not good. No. eight sixteen 16 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. And uh, in case you haven't gotten involved with the uh, ARC Golf Tournament, the Bob Rose Golf Scramble is coming up Friday, April 5th. Uh, I'd like you to join in before it sells out, or you can volunteer for more information. Please go to org. And thanks for your continued... Support of this awesome work that Art does. Dana Lash, now 10 p.m. nights.
0: I'm not here to be nice. I'm a voter, and I'm dissatisfied with what I see my subordinates representing me in D.C. So if I sound mean, it's because I'm being American.
4: On 97.3. The sky.
2: Good morning and welcome. Happy Thursday, almost Friday. It is 8:21. And your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always, yes. It's the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. Morning, Greg. Good morning. Uh, tragic news out of Kansas City yesterday. they am trying to celebrate and party. They're back-to-back Super Bowl champions. A huge deal. And then you have a shooting. One person dead, nearly two dozen injured after gunmen opened fire at a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally. Uh, crowds of fans had gathered in downtown KC, Missouri, uh, celebrate the Chiefs. Big wins. Gunshots rang out approximately 3 p.m. local time. Just as the rally was starting to come to an end, police have three suspects in custody and have recovered the suspected firearms. That's plural. I've heard it used in a singular fashion. That's why, in these kinds of scenarios, um, we'll do our best to wait until the best information comes forward. In the meantime, at least you, you know, you know base, the basics of uh, what occurred. Area hospitals are tending to victims still; many are in critical condition, and about half of them, there's supposedly about 22 wounded. Half of them reportedly are children. So, yeah, I mean, what do you say? Of course, just an awful, tragic, terrible scenario. Any sort of terroristic motivations? Uh, way too early. Uh, to say about that, but certainly you have to keep in mind the the th- this is a, a vulnerable a target, shall we say? Right? It's not like uh, regular sporting events mm-hmm. that, that are held in you know the same locales and have a big police presence and all that. And my understanding was there was a large police presence, oh yeah, but of course they're spread out. And you've got a big crowd. It's not, in other words, something is not confined to a stadium, shall we say. And and it appears that there might have been far more people there than the stadium would even hold. So that makes it difficult, um, you know, for law enforcement. Sure. And if it's just happenstance that this, you know, person or people saw a opportunity there, I don't know how random it is. We're not. We'll have to wait to get... To get more information on that. Out of all the people in Congress, I mean all of them, there was a vote, and it is hard to get everybody to agree on anything, even though this was just a resolution. It did have strong language contained in it, and the House voted 418 to zero to pass the resolution. And the resolution basically condemns the rape and sexual violence that Hamas leaders ordered members of the terror group to carry out during and after its monstrous October 7th attack in Israel. So, of course, you would say, yeah, who is okay with uh, rape and uh, sexual violence? And and let me tell you, I'm not going to get graphic. Let's just say there is no doubt. What's occurred? There are eyewitness testimonies, photographic evidence, forensic evidence, and uh, I'll just tell you one thing: some of the women, uh, these were, you know, they were they were they passed away, but as part of that trauma they suffered, some of them have had shattered pelvises. Oh. Yeah. And I'll just leave that there. So you get 418 to 0 agreeing that, yeah, these are atrocities. These are unacceptable. Right. And the only person who didn't go along with it, they didn't go against it. Mm -hmm. They just refused to vote.
3: Same thing. Uh,
2: And that, yes. And that was Representative Rashida Tlaib, the Democrat from Michigan. I know probably nobody is shocked by that, but they should be they should be and they should be outraged i wonder if the left will spend any time condemning her and her failure to act is she going to be on msnbc or cnn will they will they oh, yeah. rip her to shreds mm. aren't these like you know the lefties used to be you know all about women's rights and things like yeah. rape and mutilation were taken pretty darn seriously as they should. Mm-hmm. And that should be taken seriously regardless of political affiliation. And in this case the resolution did, with that one exception. One exception. Wow. it it just boggles your mind. I don't know.
3: <sighs> I, I guess I'm only surprised that, you know, Omar and maybe a couple of the others were with her, you know. At least they voted, you know, properly. I guess.
2: And then there's the border. Always an upbeat, fun issue to deal with. Not. It's another one of those frustrating things. But President Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security, they're drafting plans. They're drafting plans. It has to do with the border. This could be huge. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, what, a massive security type thing? I doubt it. No. The plans would include a mass... Oh, great. Of illegal aliens that are currently in Immigration and Customs (sighs) Enforcement custody. So they're under the custody of ICE, Mm -hmm. and perhaps there would be a reason, because, you know, they do so much catch and release. Yeah. So these folks were held probably because maybe they committed something, they're suspected of committing something, maybe they're suspected of being part of a terrorist group or a gang. That doesn't matter. So, just let a bunch of them go in in the States. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Let's, yeah. And let's make it as expedient. Let's make it as easy as possible. And let's not be confined by stupid things like background checks or other screenings. No. Just let them on in and release them to all parts of America. Yeah interesting take on uh, blue states now are finally aware of the border issue. I'll explain that coming up on News Talk 97.3 The Sky. It is 828. Happy Thursday.
4: Right now on the sky,
2: we executed our constitutional duty
0: impeaching Secretary Mayorkas.
4: It's now time for the Senate to do its duty. The allegations are false. Yes, it happens.
1: Failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. This bill was never really about securing our border, but about securing another's country's
4: border. The news station. Inflation.
0: Prices are still too high. More
4: news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. When you need to know Could lead to a military conflict, the economy, and inflation, you need the sky. Public corruption. corruption. the big guy, Mr. Biden. We're
1: securing our border first. Everywhere. Right there
4: on your phone. The audience, yeah. The news updates. News talk 97.3. The sky.
2: Is there still a chance that some on the left may start to get it? Maybe, just maybe, I'm hopeful. So you're saying there's, there's a, a chance. chance? Yes, but wow. As me, I tend to lean toward the optimistic mm-hmm. when I'm not being a realist. I yeah. try to lean that way. <laughs> yeah. Eight thirty-five on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. Good morning, and welcome, and happy Thursday. Weekend almost here. Today's supposed to shape up and be a. Uh, Pretty decent day. Yeah. They hit around 72-ish, something like We're that. Maybe the 70s. Yeah. All right. We'll take that. So is it left beginning to wake up? If you look at some of the polls, uh, you would think, yeah, yeah, they are. I want to get specific, though, with the border issue, because that there's some issues that are hard to define, okay? And it's easy to get confused, and many of our lawmakers will do that on purpose to confuse you. But in this case... It's obvious. You can't hide it. The border is being way overrun. So that, to me, is an easy issue. If you believe in open borders, then keep Biden in there. But if you believe mm. that we have to take a pause and that immigration overall is a great idea and we want to continue to do that, but we want to do it in an orderly and lawful fashion and allow the people to come in that are of our choosing, and that benefit American society, Americans in general. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, that's the idea behind a sovereign nation, is the ability to control their borders, who comes and goes, and who's allowed to stay, and who's allowed to become a citizen. So you would think everybody, most people, are against this open border thing. It, because it is creating chaos. And it is a time when we don't have any extra money to take care of any other people, yet we still continue to send money over to Ukraine. We're sending money to Israel. And we've got our own issues to deal with. But on Wednesday, maybe a ray of light. Yes. Hmm. Could it be an epiphany? Hmm. Because Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, could it be related, maybe? A miracle? (laughs) I would... Well, maybe. Okay. CNN political director David Shalian, he said uh, he was talking about Tom Suozzi that got elected. Right. He took that uh, Bozo seat, uh, Santos, Mm -hmm. who is a Republican, and look, there are some that argue... Uh, He's still, look, uh, he was still a Republican vote. He was a count on vote. Uh, You should have got rid of him. Yeah, let's overlook all the buffoonery and bizarreness um, uh, because the Democrats do it. Let's be just like them. No. The other side of the coin is, well, there are two-year, you know, you serve two-year terms, you know, in the House as a congressperson. Mm -hmm. So, you know, could you have lived with him for a little bit longer? Maybe. But... When somebody's that online, they're clearly a bozo yeah, yeah. and a pathological liar. You got to get rid of them, yeah. and then you should feel good that you have a chance to win that seat based on a good candidate. And mm-hmm. apparently, the Republicans had a candidate that was that was good, except she wasn't a Trump supporter. That may not have helped. But the Democrat, what a genius, Tom Swazi. He was advertising on Fox. He was talking about. The borders. Mm-hmm. Smart. He was smart talking guy. about defending the borders. He was defending ICE. And he won. And he won. So, based on that information, um, the folks at CNN, or at least this guy who's the political director, may have woken up. And he says there does seem to be a bit of a divide inside the Democratic Party about how to grapple with this immigration issue. But you're right. If it's going to be a front and center issue, we normally think of it, I think in the past, like it's been just an issue for the right-wing echo chamber. But the whole movement that Greg Abbott did and what uh, have, have you to bring the migrant issue and crisis to cities, to blue states and cities, that has changed the calculus here. You see this issue rising in importance for all voters. Wow. Now now, first of all, look at how short sighted the person is, but at least they're being honest. That right. oh yeah, yeah, the border, yeah, that's a right wing echo chamber issue, et cetera. No, it, it is a real issue. It has been a problem for a long time, even previous to this administration and the previous one. Yes. You know, all our problems were over when Reagan signed, you know, the bill in 1986. It allowed about 3.2 million illegals to get a quick pathway to citizenship, among other things. Well, it was also supposed to secure the border. But that part of it, well, I guess that was based more on a promise Mm -hmm. than actually contained verbiage within law. And so we're left to deal with this issue all over again. It's like Groundhog Day for some of us that recall back in the, you know, mid-80s. What was going on? But so Greg Abbott and 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 our governor, you got to give him some credit too, he did it as well, sending the illegals up north to these blue enclaves. It, it is. It's like sheer genius. And it's working. And it is not to punish. It's not meant to punish. It's meant to awaken the American people, the American voter, to the real problems associated with an open-border mentality. One that will not change until you change administrations. Mm -hmm. And even then, if you stick with a Democrat, they're not going to secure the border. Look, Biden's gone out of his way. I recently saw a statistic that, you know, this recovery, as we call it, this post-COVID recovery, Millions of jobs have been created. Now, some were jobs that were kind of returning, right. but some new ones have actually been created. My understanding is that basically the vast, vast majority, vast majority of those jobs have been filled by migrants. Oh, great. Yeah. So a lot of that does for our economy. And Biden's pushing for more oh, uh, work visas. Man. Yeah. A lot more. So a, rec- a recovery in the economy, mm-hmm. only to see the jobs not go to American citizens. Yeah, that should be troubling. Davis Gainesville yeah. Chevrolet Skylines and Scott, you're on the air. Hey Bob, thanks.
8: Um, I heard. Remember Michael Savage and his uh, his little uh, catchphrase: uh, "Liberalism is a mental disorder." Remember that? Sure do. Okay, you made me think about that when you were talking. Uh, this is kind of. I know it's you want to be hopeful that liberalism's liberals might actually learn something, but I think it's very short lived uh, they don 't have very long memories uh, but one thing I wanted to ask is that or just point out is that I wonder if there's ever been a study on Have you ever noticed the personal hygiene of these liberals or these woke people like what they how they have like this sort of two toned hair or like green hair and, and pink hair and a lot of They'll a lot of facial uh, piercings and um, bizarre tattoos. You've noticed that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
8: Okay. Well, my my point is, their politics, their grooming, their their lack of grooming, their grooming and their disorder that they display in their personal grooming is is reflection of their view of life. It's it's really very interesting. They deconstruct everything. They destroy everything. Their their lives are so destroyed. They, it's almost like they wanted to impose their view of themselves onto the world. They want the entire world to implode, like their personal lives. It's just kind of interesting. I thought I'd bring it up.
2: Well, look, uh, this could be an outgrowth, you could say, of the left overall. I mean, we used to say, you know, the smelly, dirty hippies, sure. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the greasy hair and unkempt and uh, things like that. But, uh you know, also, Einstein didn't take good care of his hair, either, did he? No, no. But, but of it, course, he didn't also dye it like orange and pink, and I don't remember, no. in particular, any piercings. Yeah, I, I just, I would be careful because I think you get into that generalization, and and I don't know that you really want to do that because, well, let's say, like, you know, tattoos, uh, ink. That's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's become very just mainstream popular, right? And what you discover along the way is it's not fair, and you could be wrong about half the time if mm-hmm. you prejudge someone yep. based on that. But I, I've I, look in, in all fairness, I have noticed kind of what you're talking about. How you can you can spot somebody. Left of center based on kind of how they present themselves and be right most of the time. But yet on the other side
3: of the coin, I could I could point out liberal Catholic families, clean, professional, make a whole lot more money than anybody in this room, and they're as liberal as the day is long. Or I have Jewish friends, they own businesses, multi-millionaires, as liberal as the day is long. So there is a classification, yes doesn't necessarily just apply because of their
2: politics yeah and you could be very meticulous and also be a serial killer too you have seen it yeah yep Eight forty-five on the bob rose show but it is it's interesting to talk yeah. about yeah. we've got a lot more coming up and the weekend's coming up and for more information on the bob rose golf scramble go to arcalachua.org. and thanks for your continued support Sean Hannity. Everybody on Fake News CNN hates Trump. Three weekdays. But
4: yet one thing they've not been able to accomplish, separating Donald Trump from the support that no other has. On News Talk 97.3, The Sky.
2: (laughs) The The happiest radio show around. Oh, yeah. I mean... Considering the subject matter we have to deal with. Oh, my goodness, yeah. yes, absolutely. I think we deal all, do uh, I all right. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, 849, almost 850 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Thanks for tuning in. Unfortunately, your top story is a shooting in Kansas City after the big parade, winning Super Bowls back-to-back. And we're waiting for uh, more information. They have, uh, It feels like they've held some stuff back. Yeah. There's probably going to be press conferences soon. Remember, Kansas City Times, a couple hours from... Uh, From our time, so uh, we'll be patient on that. And I know some already want to speculate and go down that way. I don't know how that helps. You've already got, like, Claire McCaskill, you know, from Missouri that used to serve in Congress. Mm -hmm. And coming out and doing her anti-gun thing and, you know, talking about weapons of war. And it hasn't even been released what type of gun or guns were actually involved. But back to the happy stuff. All right. Apparently, Finland is considered the world's happiest country. Yeah, Finland is. Most people don't know a lot about Finland. I, I don't. I know it gets cold there. Um, for a number of years, Finland's been named the happiest country in the world. But a Finnish psychology researcher, Frank Martella, says, "Well, wait, don't get it twisted." Because Finns aren't born spitting rainbows, is the way he put it, they work hard to earn that title. So if you want to break it down, the simplest terms, without having to read the lengthy article, I already did the hard work for you, three things that he thinks makes a big difference. And he doesn't say, you know, the happiest country, he says the least unhappy, okay? Here's your three things, a strong sense of community and relatedness, you know? Chatting it up with friends and neighbors, doing things active in the community and for the community, right? And then related to that, doing good deeds for other people. Yeah, getting outside yourself, I think, I think does most people a lot of good. And then the other one is finding a clear purpose for oneself. Now, I can't get inside the heads of people from Finland. Right. But I would like to add something to that. And I think that people that you find are happier and generally more successful are those people who don't constantly look to assign blame to others Mm. for their position in life or any in particular things that happen to them. Yeah. But they also, because you could go the other way, beat yourself up every time you make an error. So it's about balance. The wise man tends to learn from mistakes but then quickly moves forward. The fool obviously continues to Mm -hmm. uh, do the same mistakes over and over again, and then I guess the completely foolish person would be the one that always finds a way to blame others. Good point. For their situation in life. So anyway, um, they make sense, and it sounds a little overly simplistic, and you know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. And maybe that's maybe simple is good. Aha! Uh-huh. I'm on to something, aren't I? You're on
3: something. What are you drinking? Well, my amazing wife, whose office is not that far from the studio, brought us. Brought me. She oh. made. She made me a cup of some sort of a uh, hot coffee mocha latte. Yes. Wow. So probably, probably very healthy though. knowing I. You know, that my wife. looks
2: delicious. And Let it me is. see. Let me see. To be happy in Finland, they recommend. Yes. Doing good deeds for other people, not just your (laughs) demanding husband.
3: Demanding? No. Hey, come on, Whit. She got a couple of cards yesterday. She got flowers. She had an amazing dinner with a a band out at Sweetwater. So I'm just being a good husband, and she's an amazing wife.
2: Now, you earned it, and I did nothing to earn one. (laughs) But she acted like I wasn't even here. Well... You know, Actually, she didn't even get in the room, so I have no idea.
3: Well, it's because we were running out of time and I had to get back in the room with you. With my coffee.
2: Uh-huh. Ah! It's Beware yummy. of the raccoons. Really? A Florida woman. See? Oh, there's, there's the beginning of a good story. A, a Florida woman's late-night craving for fast food resulted in her encountering a nursery of raccoons at her doorstep. Aww. Oh. Katerina Savaris says she placed a DoorDash order for tacos around (laughs) 2.30 Tuesday morning. Really? 2.30, that's a craving. Really? Is that after, you know, a few shots of tequila? Mm. Anyway, she wanted those to be delivered to her West Palm Beach home. When she was alerted that the food had been delivered, she was caught off guard when she opened the door, and you can guess... She saw three raccoons helping themselves to her tacos. Ah. She said they ate everything but the tortillas, and they were making noises at her, while one stood up on its hind legs, almost like shaking its little fist at her, (laughs) while two others watched from a distance. Like, stay away from our tacos. Her viral video was seen by the taco restaurant, who, guess what, sent Severis a gift card to cover the cost of her taken. Tacos. That's smart on their part. Yeah. Now that's somebody who was really trying to get an early start on Taco Tuesday because it was two yeah. thirty a.m. She goes, wow. "Well, it's after midnight. <laughs> it's and straight. it's Taco Tuesday." It's Tuesday.
3: Okay. You gotta love it. But I mean, seriously, though, is there a bad time for tacos? I mean, really, a
2: bad time for tacos? Mm. I mean, you know. I, I, I like me some tacos, guys. That's what I thought. But I, but I have been, as you know, uh, eating on a more healthy basis. That's true. Never mind what happened a few m- minutes ago. That is only for the House Intel Committee to know about. Uh huh. Uh huh. But um, yeah, I'm trying to eat healthier, and it, it, I feel better as a result of it. That's true. And you, I mean, and you
3: look great. I mean, you did. You've taken what you sixteen, seventeen pounds off, something like that. Seventeen. I think 18. total of eighteen. I reached yeah. my goal. Um, I mean, in the last several months, you have lost that weight. I have found it. So yeah. there's, there's that.
2: And I didn't think I left it laying around, but apparently well, I did. <laughs> I just picked it right up. <laughs> You'll get back into your yeah, routine. Yeah, I know. I am. Yeah. I'm trying. Everything gets changed. The holidays come along. And, oh, yeah. You know, they mess everything up. Yep. There's still a little of that, you know post-COVID blues, I think, is still kind of hanging on in the, uh, this respiratory thing that I think has been yeah, kind of going stuff. around. Yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of factors there, but... I'll get on it. And sometimes, and I mean, it was Dr. John that, that told me this when I said, hey, man, I got, you know, a real lack of energy. He said what worked for him was he forced himself, he pushed through it. You know, mm. he, he worked out and he exercised, he pushed through it. And you know what? I got to say, that's a large part of it, too. I, I did the same thing. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. John. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, coming up next, what is local law enforcement up to? We'll talk to ACSO's Art Forgy next on the Bob Rose Show, 97.3 The Sky. Happy. I'm
1: just very happy to hear you give everyone... I am so happy. I, I could just scream. Sad.
0: I'm very sad the way this country is going. i
4: more heartbroken than anything else. Angry.
0: It's just ridiculous and it makes us so angry.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out when did we start listening to these freaking weirdos like this?
0: No matter the emotion. That's how I feel and I, I don't know what to do and
5: how we fight back.
4: Talk about it here on the sky. For me, it's really important. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. <laughs>
2: Fourth and final hour of our get-together, affectionately known as a 9 o'clock stretch. So let's stretch it out, baby. Make you feel a little better. Uh, 9.07 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers. Where the answer is always, yes, happy, happy Thursday. Not so happy yesterday. Shooting Kansas City. Supposed to be celebrating back-to-back Super Bowls. Instead, uh, a shooting takes place. A woman's dead. Many others uh, wounded. Many of which, uh, it appears, are children and when we get more information uh we'll share it with you and one of the reasons why they might be holding back is there there could be there's confusion when these kinds of things happen with a massive crowd and uh and but we'll get to more detail on that when we have it frankly right now though uh speaking of law enforcement we want to talk to art Forge from the Alaska county sheriff's office good morning art how you doing good morning bob
9: and uh you know thanks Thanks for that introduction. I, I am uh, glad that uh, you got it out there. A lot of times it takes us time to get sorted through things because in the end, we have to be right. So it takes time to sort through that, especially on the scale that they're working it with the number of people that were there and the number of people that are victims.
2: Oh, yeah. You, you have to look, review video, eyewitnesses, eyewitness accounts of law enforcement and others that were there, take statements. Um, I, I'm sure... That uh, it's quite a bit of work, especially if it's a situation where you want to be uh, able to take this, uh, to make a court case out of it. Of course, dot your eyes, cross your t's. I mean, you got to get that
9: done. Absolutely, we we have to be thorough and right when we uh, do it, and so that's that takes time. Um, do you know Sammy Oates the Fourth? Yeah, I, I hope somebody does, and I hope somebody calls and tells us where Sammy Oates is. He uh, We believe he's local here. He's wanted for two counts of sexual battery on a person that's less than 12 years of age. So uh, we need your help to locate him. We believe he's in the area. Your tip could be worth up to $1,000 through Crime Stoppers. Uh, we need to get him found and hold him accountable for what he's done. So that—that's my plea to the public. Let's work together and get Sammy found.
2: If you know Sammy Oates the Fourth uh, or where he may be, please let law enforcement know that. And you can also do that uh, without
9: necessarily giving up your name. Absolutely. We just want your information. We don't care about your name. Just your information, and it could be worth up to a thousand bucks.
2: There you go. Uh, shooting in Holly
9: Heights. Yeah, about a week ago, uh, about 6 a.m., our communications center received multiple calls from residents uh, there in Holly Heights reporting, hearing uh, uh, numerous gunshots. When the deputies got there, within a few minutes, they located a car that was had several bullet holes in it and uh, one deceased individual inside the car. Uh, he was Denarius Taylor, um, was identified as the uh, deceased individual. And so now, once again, um, one of those things that takes time, we are working that call. Um, nobody there with guns when we got there. So we are working to identify who was involved now. And, and once again, uh, if you have information on that, we'd love to hear from you also.
2: Yeah, because you could prevent somebody else from dying by, you know, t- telling law enforcement what you may know.
9: Yeah, a lot of these shootings, uh, you know, we, we hear a lot about them and, and uh, you know, I think there's a, a huge gun problem, and and there is there is there's there is a gun problem, but and I say a gun problem in the fact of stolen guns, mm-hmm. and and we'll get to that here in a minute, but uh we we uh we see a lot of retaliation, and it's among the same groups,
2: kind of gang related, possibly drug uh, drug sales related, and all that goes along with that. Absolutely, lifestyle.
9: absolutely. Yeah. You you don't see uh, the folks like you and I being targeted and randomly shot and things. It's it, it's it's very confined to uh, you know a, a small group of individuals.
2: Uh, arrest of Kenny Foster,
9: and that's that that goes to my gunpoint that we mm-hmm. were just talking about. He uh, fled from a traffic stop, ended up uh, ditching his car and running on foot he ultimately was tased to be taken into custody and had a loaded firearm on his person that was stolen from Hillsborough County. Mm -hmm. Um, Also got some charges for oxycodone, uh, no Florida DL, and his ID card was suspended four times. So, um, you know, back to my point about guns being out there and, and stolen guns uh, we we need to do a better job to keep those out of the hands of criminals
2: they make all kinds of great lock boxes that you can mount and place in different areas of your car to, to keep it safe but when you're uh when you're home get in the habit of taking it out and bringing it with you
9: yeah and and you know if you have your per, or you don't even need a permit anymore but go ahead and carry it on your person if if you uh, are comfortable doing that yeah
2: uh what about these uh, this uh, career opportunities in law enforcement? My understanding is when uh, Sheriff Gainey took over the operation, if he was a football coach, they'd say the cupboards were bare. In other words, there's like 249 open positions when Sheriff Ganey took over. And law enforcement is already tough to just recruit and retain You've got that kind of deficit, I guess. What did he do, and how are we doing with those numbers?
9: It is, and and kudos to Sheriff Ganey. Sheriff Ganey has uh, that old saying, boots on the ground. uh, He lives by it. He has gone around to some of the academies uh, locally, Ocala here, uh, recruiting himself, telling people, come to work for me. Uh, I need you. He has also created a recruiting team that is going around the state and recruiting bodies to fill those. Um, Last count, uh, Sheriff Ganey has brought in over 100 employees to fill those voids. And with retirements and, and, uh, you know, people separating from the agency, we're at a net gain somewhere 60 to 70 people. But if you don't want to carry a gun, we've got plenty of administrative positions, plus those positions that do require law enforcement and and we are paying for your career kicking around some different ideas to uh you've heard of the gi bill where you Mm -hmm. get out of the uh military Mm -hmm. and uh, you get some schooling paid We're, we're kicking around the idea of potentially um you know running the numbers of potentially being able to afford to uh pay for an associate's degree potentially so uh you know it it is very tough going uh, especially in the jail, uh, you know, if you want to be a corrections officer, you can start that career at nineteen. You can graduate high school, you're eighteen. Start the academy. When you're done in the in the uh, corrections academy, you'll be nineteen. We'll put you to work there. You're you're going to earn over fifty thousand a year doing that. And uh, you know, then if you want to move on over to law enforcement, when you turn twenty one, we'll take a look at getting you through the uh, crossover academy. It's
2: interesting how things have changed. I remember when it was very, very difficult to get into law enforcement. And, uh, in fact, in some jurisdictions, I believe Pinellas County was one of them, that if you want to go to work and be, say, a patrolman, uh, you had to start in corrections. And you'd do anywhere from one to three years there, which helped to fill a void. Um, and then you know you learned and went to school and did all you needed to do so that you could be on the road and it seemed to work pretty well but now there's so many openings in every aspect that uh really you have your pick in in many ways
9: yeah and and it's not just uh we're not just the odd ball here it's oh, yeah, nationwide, it's nationwide. And federal and state systems it's it's everywhere so um you know we're we're all kind of uh playing for that same type of person so we, we need to uh step our game up and try to get those people in and commit to the sheriff's office
2: one of the frustrating things has to be when you get a a bomb threat or a shooting threat or some kind of threat that is called in or sent in uh, electronically or whatever you have to respond and eastside high school is a recent example
9: yeah it's very uh, uh personnel uh intensive takes a lot of people to search that many buildings it's a big area so it's a drain on resources and uh we're we're, once again we're not the only ones getting these they're they're happening around the state they're happening around the country but they're being bounced off of servers overseas where uh, people are calling in and saying hey um, i planted bombs and i'm getting ready to get out of my car and start shooting and we have to respond to that we have to take it serious and we have to check those buildings and keep those children safe
2: Wow. Even though it could be actually sourced foreign, but you have no way of telling that specifically.
9: Once again, that takes time to track that back and get that. So we have to uh, go with the information that we're provided at the time.
2: Wow. Yeah, it's... um, yeah. That's that's tough. It's a drain on resources at the very least. Art Forge, Alachua County Sheriff's Office, always appreciate
9: you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here.
2: Talk to you again soon. It is 916. We're about 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. Catch you up on all of the headlines as well. That's coming up next on 97.3 The Sky.
4: border is wide open because Biden wants to change the country. Six weeknights. Well, how do you fix that? Make it less white. Less
2: Christian. On
4: 97.3 The Sky.
2: Good morning. Welcome. Happy Friday. Eve. We're almost there. It is Thursday. It's 921. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Live and Loco. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers where the answer is always yes. Top story, a person dead, nearly two dozen injured, gunmen opened fire at a Kansas City Chiefs uh, Super Bowl rally. It was a party, back-to-back championships. There was a huge crowd that was there. Uh, It was just about at the end, and, uh, you know, the crowd was, was probably just about to kind of dissipate, if you will, and gunshots rang out around 3 p.m. local time. Police have three suspects in custody. They've recovered the suspected uh, firearm or firearms. And area hospitals continue to tend to some of the victims who have some in critical condition and serious. And uh, a lot of them, unfortunately, are also children. So this is a story where um, we really just have to wait for information to come out and to flow. Uh, for example there was somebody who was tackled and had a gun. Now, does that mean it was a perpetrator? Could have been a concealed permit holder, for for example. And uh, people hear gunshots, and then they see somebody who's drawing their gun in more of a defensive action, but could be mistaken. And I'm just putting that out there because we... Uh, we really don't know, and the police—they have to go through this stuff. In you know, we've seen it. If they if they come out with hurried information, the tendency is that it's not accurate. Atlanta Olympics, for instance. Well, that yeah, that's probably one of the the ultimate of the don't yeah.
3: speak too soon kind of thing. Yeah,
2: and that will come back and cost you. Not yes. to mention pain and suffering. That uh, what was his name? Jewel. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Eric. Was it Eric Jewel?
2: I'm not sure. It it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Three separate prosecutors reportedly met with White House aides before indicting former President Donald Trump. The reported meeting suggests a coordinated attack against Biden's 2024 rival. If coordination occurred, it lends credence to Trump's belief that the indictments are election interference. The timing of the indictments are peculiar. After Trump announced a re-election bid against Biden, four indictments hit Trump in four separate jurisdictions, each following revelations about the Biden family business. Every time something came out about the Biden family business, boom! There's another indictment. It was really, it was almost uncanny. It was crazy. In three cases, prosecutors reportedly met with the Biden administration before indicting Trump. One was... uh, Alvin Bragg in New York in the Stormy Daniels case. Jack Smith, Miami in the documents case. Fannie Willis, Fulton County, Georgia. So, yeah, you had all those things going on. And if there was a coordination uh, between these folks, yeah, that's election interference. That's very serious. You're using the weight of the Justice Department against... An individual an individual also happens to be the lead candidate for the opposition party. Do you have any doubt whatsoever? Because you don't believe in coincidence. Oh, no. No, I, I, to me it's clear, but being clear isn't good enough. You have to have uh, some proof and uh, hopefully some way uh, to corroborate it. And that's, yeah, of course that's always part of the difficulty. And you're dealing with people that, know the law. That doesn't mean they're going to obey it, but they know it. They know it enough to avoid uh, entanglement if they can. And so, yeah, I mean, think about it. These are legal people. Alvin Bragg, Jack Smith, Fannie Willis. These are people that uh, know the law, which to me means if they are eventually actually caught and the evidence is serious enough to take the cases to court that you know, if they're found guilty, the punishment should be quite sharp, because uh, harsh. Because these people, you know, they know better, and they're in this. Uh, you know, uh, they have a great deal of responsibility. Shall we say, and a great deal of power, and they're they're supposed to be helping on the side of law and order, right? All right, so there's that. That's just one of the the many headlines. Speaker Mike Johnson announced Wednesday that the House will no longer consider a government surveillance bill after the House Intel Committee was smoked by pro-reform lawmakers. Raj Shah, Deputy Communications Chief uh, uh, for Speaker Johnson, announced... In order to allow Congress more time to reach consensus on how to best reform FISA in Section 702 while maintaining the integrity of our critical national security programs, the House will consider the reform and reauthorization bill at a later date. And a lot of people have become concerned as more information comes out about the flaws or failures or shortcomings, if you will, of uh, FISA at 7.02, and how it maybe is too easy uh, to, to get a warrant to spy on American citizens. So we should be concerned about that. They were taking a look at it, but now they've agreed they're going to take it up at a later date. And speaking of intelligence, uh, House Intel Chairman Mike Turner, he's the guy that came out the other day and talked about serious national security threat. And remember, this guy is given you know, more information, a higher level of classification than a lot of people because of his position as the House Intelligence uh, chairperson. And he comes out and basically, well, he says, I'm requesting President Biden declassify all I- information relating to this threat. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Is it just all he cares about is the safety of America and the American people? Or is there a political angle where he wanted to see um, a level of urgency and the funding of the war in Ukraine? We'll talk about that more coming up 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. It is 928 and you're listening to 97.3 The Sky.
4: Here's what's trending now, now. on the sky. 86% of Americans feel Biden is too old. Now. It's amazing at how much he's deteriorating. The news that's trending. Full-blown offensive against Joe Biden. The news that's now. The now.
1: special counsel's report tries to let Biden off by claiming that he is too mentally incompetent. The news station. I know I don't look like him. I've been around a while.
4: I do remember that. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. New on the Sky, Glenn Beck, right after the Bob Rose Show. On North Central Florida's Talk Leader. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. News shows and more news now on News Talk 97.3. The Sky.
2: I see dead people. No, it's not Uh, Joe Biden oh. talking about a world leader. Hmm. You know? Like Francois Mitterrand from France, who <laughs> yeah. died, I don't know, a couple decades ago. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's got a bad habit of that. But you know, he's a Democrat, mm-hmm. and Democrats apparently, you know, the line between life and death to many of them isn't maybe all that important. Really? Well, I mean, you take for instance investigators with the Public Interest Legal Fund, mm-hmm. PILF. Yeah, we've had them on many times. Yeah, we have. Um, They actually went, and I think this was nice out of show of respect, visited the graves of Americans who have long passed away. That's nice. Yeah, But not just random graves. These are graves that the people buried in said graves Mm -hmm. were still on Michigan's voter rolls (laughs) heading into the 2024 Uh, election. Okay, I see a problem here. Dead people voting. Democrat, again. Uh Yep. In November of 21, PILF filed suit against Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, yes, a Democrat, Uh uh, accusing her of keeping nearly 26,000 dead registrants on Michigan voter rolls and thus violating the National Voter Registration Act. The lawsuit claims that 25,000, almost 26,000 dead registrants remain on the voter rolls in Michigan. Yeah. Including... Uh, Many of which have been dead for at least five years or more. 17,000 or more who have been dead for at least a decade. Wow. And nearly 4,000 registrants who have been dead for at least 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Footage released by PILF this month, the watchdog group, uh, it is of them visiting graveyards in Michigan showing some of the dead Americans who remain registered in the state. One such registrant uh, was before World War I oh my goodness. and would have been 110 years old today mm. if she were alive. Another died 25 years ago, the year former President Bill Clinton was impeached, while one registrant has not been alive for 12 federal Election cycles. I think you're being discriminatory against dead voters, Bob. <laughs> it's just possible.
3: Just saying.
2: Yeah. Wow. And uh, Secretary Benson vigorously opposing our efforts to investigate the tens of thousands of deceased registrants we found on the voter roll. I mean, you have to ask. And that was uh, President J. Uh, Christian Adams. And yes, that is the person we've had on the air a couple of times You know, to shed light. And, and that there are organizations like this. Uh, that want elections uh, to be run fair and square, and wouldn't everybody want that? Well, then why in the world would this Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, refuse to take action? Hmm. I mean, it was in November of 21 when they filed a suit. So why? We're, we're headed toward the 24. Ele- we're in the year 2024, oh, wow. and all they've taken off is I don't know, maybe a hundred or two. Are you serious? Author- yeah,
3: that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I in fact might not even be a hundred. Yeah. Hmm. So they made zero effort, vigorously opposing our efforts is what they said. Vigorously opposing. Federal law requires state election officials to have a reasonable program to remove the dead. Keeping dead voters on the rolls for two decades is not reasonable. No. How can you disagree with that? You can't. Then there's the case of Katherine Herridge. And I've never met her personally, but I can tell you I followed her work at Fox News, and she's done some good things at CBS. She, I've, I've followed her reporting in such a way as I could go back and see you know, who was right and who was wrong and who was getting good info or maybe not in any, you know, in any particular uh, circumstance that she was really good about doing the investigative stuff. Well, she'd been fired from CBS News. Now, you know, they covered it by saying, oh, look, we got rid of a bunch of employees across, you know, our parent company. Uh, she's just one of them. But inside the halls of CBS News, it's reported that staffers were outraged and bewildered by Heritage's her ouster. Uh, That's according to sources close uh, to the the network. People can't make sense of this decision. And especially she was brought on to be kind of a balanced voice covering both sides of the aisle, Hmm. having served as chief intelligence correspondent for Fox News. And here you have an upcoming election, so... They wanted to at least have the appearance uh, that they're being you know, fair or balanced or sure. covering both sides of the aisle. Um, author and journalist Michael Schellenberger, an expert on censorship and free speech, who is involved in another huge breaking uh, case that has to do with classified documents that they were looking for at Mar-a-Lago, may be the same documents that could implicate uh, Obama and the intelligence, parts of the intelligence community, in uh, well, basically election interference. Imagine that. Yeah. Hmm. But Schnellenberger was asked about this. He called uh, Heridge uh, a hero on X, saying she lately has been facing financial ruin and even prison for protecting her sources. CBS execs I uh, have behaved cowardly, Schellenberger said. Shame on them. Megan McCain, daughter of Arizona Senator John McCain, also weighed in, calling Heritage a national treasure. I can't tell you what an insane move it is for CBS News to let her go, particularly during an election year. Others speculated that her exit was linked to recent reporting that President Biden may have kept evidence. That he had foreign business dealings while in office. Hmm. Yeah. It's interestinger and interestinger. Well, and she was also heavily involved in her most recent assignment covering the Hunter Biden probe. Wow. Ah. Huh. So, yeah.
3: Isn't it funny how the same people just keep showing up and all kinds of connected things from time to time?
2: It it is interesting, and there definitely um, are connections. Mm-hmm. There definitely is, and you know, we'll try to we'll try to work those out. The difficulty uh, is several layered, but I can tell you this: people who involve themselves in conspiracies at the higher levels. Mm-hmm. Um, also are good at digging rabbit holes of conspiracies, too, so that people, the the tendency is, we we tend to glom onto this stuff, and we can, any of us, can be misdirected. Mm -hmm. And it's hard not to fall into some of these traps, some of these rabbit holes. And then what happens is, uh, then they'll say, you're no longer the voice of credibility. Remember, you believed in X, Y, or Z. Right. Something that was cooked up on purpose so that it's kind of to bait.
3: So you get suckered into it, then mm-hmm. you look like the idiot, if you will.
2: So, you know, again, in my position, you try to be, you try to tread carefully and you try to look out for those landmines or those rabbit holes if mm-hmm. you can. And I can tell you now, since doing uh, this job here for 22 years and uh, for a few years before that elsewhere, It is getting harder and harder uh, to find the truth. To be a truth teller is very difficult these days. And when you hear terms like disinformation and misinformation, that is, they're just untenable words. Because who is going to be the arbiter of what's disinformation, what's misinformation? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be the arbiter of that? And should there be a period of time where you can say something until it's absolutely proven not to be true? Case in point would be the whole COVID thing, right? And for instance, the use of say ivermectin, which we absolutely, undoubtedly know that that was highly effective in treating it early on, especially the you know the first uh, morphing, if mm-hmm. you will, of, of COVID when it first came out, very effective, highly effective. But that was labeled misinformation, disinformation. As for animals, you don't take that, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Instead, people died. hmm yep. So is anybody going to be held accountable, those who tried to squash that? Those who went out of their way. People had prescriptions from their doctors and pharmacists, and they're under pressure, too. Right. In some cases, refused to fill those under doctor's orders, and they wouldn't fill them. And if you were, you know, if you were a patient or a loved one was a patient and you had that prescription and it didn't get filled because the pharmacist did not feel like that was going to be an effective treatment or a good treatment or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Seems to me like there should be a certain amount of responsibility that person should be held to.
3: And there were a lot of people making judgment calls that should not have been their judgment.
2: And 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 what they were doing is they were echoing what they were told sure from the powers that be and really I mean if you want to get down to it a whole lot of this garbage came from the from the head liar yep Dr Fauci yep oh, Absolutely I I pray there's a very very special place in hell for him It's a very short place but yeah it's very special Don't need to, you don't need tall ceilings No he he won't need it no? yeah Nope. Gnashing of teeth. Yeah. A lot of gnashing. Oh, yeah. 947 on the Bob Rose Show. All right, let's change gears. Things that make you smile. Coming up next, it's where I want you to weigh in. Upbeat Positive Thoughts brought to you by Robin Larson Dental. Call now, 877-975-9825. The Sean Hannity Show. There are really two issues that every Republican can unite
4: on. Afternoons at three. The border and stopping the deficit of the federal government. It's unsustainable. On News Talk 97.3, the sky.
5: Tell me.
2: Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Time now for things that make you smile, upbeat positive thoughts that you share, brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental, 877-975-9825. Solar Kyle, what's making you smile?
6: Hey there, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Well, what's making me smile out here in Methville, Florida today is my backup generator and most of all, fire station number 17 out here in Putnam County, Lake Estates. Because they came out last night, and they put out that myth fire at midnight, and uh, that makes me smile, Bob. Have a great day.
2: Fantastic. You have a great day as well. Sherry, what's making you smile?
5: I saw a great plaque at a little gift shop in a restaurant yesterday. It's for pet lovers. It said,
2: and I had a little picture of a dog that looked exactly like mine on it. When I needed a hand, you gave me your paw. (laughs) Aw, that's cute. Mark, what's making you smile?
8: Hey, what's making
7: me smile? I'm not sure if you're a John Fogarty fan, but he has a song called Premonition. What's making me smile is I'm having a premonition you're going to witness a hole-in-one at the Bob Rose classic at Hawkstone, and someone's finally going to win the truck. That's what's making me smile. I know what's happening.
2: Uh, right on! That's but you, you can't win if you don't enter dot arc-alachua.org, arcalachua.org. Pete, what's making you smile?
6: It's making me smile broadly that you got your contract extended for three years, and now all we need to do is Lock Greg into a big contract with a fat signing bonus to go along with it. Now
5: you Thanks, talking.
3: guys. You're talking.
2: Yeah, there, yeah, you, there go. you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now that mine's signed, it yeah. won't take away from, yeah, right. from mine. Hey, um, a quick note. It only makes me smile because I feel like, you know, he might be watching over us in the, in, uh, mm-hmm. the arms of the good Lord. But, you know, uh, a friend of ours and a friend to the community um, uh, has passed away, Ward Scott. Who was, uh, you know, a teacher, and he did things on the internet. Mm -hmm. He was a guest on this show many times in in years previous, and we were, you know, always cordial to each other. I would see him in the gym. Oh yeah. And uh, so we we uh, we lost a uh, we lost a good one. He passed away uh, apparently in his sleep last night. So hearts and prayers go out to uh, uh, to his wife, family, and friends. Rest in peace. And thanks to Freddie for passing word along. We appreciate that. All right, don't go away. We're not done yet. Coming up next, it's the Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR.
4: Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts. You need the sky to cut through this static of election 2024. Every move. You need leadership, and this country does not have leadership. Every candidate.
5: We defeated a dozen of the fellas. I just got one more fella I gotta catch up to. I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. Your
4: election headquarters. If we don't
5: win,
2: I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Time now for the smoking gun. Brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Democrat Representative Barbara Lee of California, running for the late Senator Dianne Feinstein's U.S. seat, is calling for a fifty-dollar—I said five $50, zero fifty-dollar minimum wage. Uh, the moderator asked Lee to defend that, and she and and said that's seven times the current national minimum wage, hmm. and she said, "Do the math." You need to do the math. Okay. She said a family of four can barely get by on $127,000. Now, yeah, she is talking about California. But can you imagine? $50 an hour? I don't think you could call it a Happy Meal anymore if it goes for about $42.50. Yeah. And that is your smoking gun. The Smoking Gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg, I'm Bob. God bless you and your family. Take care. See